0: Welcome to the Forrester Research Podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Tom Pullman, Chief Marketing and Strategy Officer at Forrester. Welcome to today's podcast. Today's topic: Untangling the Customer Experience. I'm joined by two gentlemen, both research directors here at Forrester: Harley Manning, whose team advises customer experience professionals. Harley's also the co-author of the book Outside In, and Stephen Powers, whose team does research for application software professionals in large IT shops. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So, Steve, back to what Harley was saying about the need for an overarching customer experience strategy. What's the key to getting the IT organization to not just be the caboose on that, to be but to be more of an active part of of shaping it? Because IT is everywhere in our our clients these days.
0: It, it's about not you know not being that black box at the end, and instead getting involved in the strategy up front, understanding where you know what the customer experience team strategy is not only now but where it's going to be in two and three and four years because some of the technologies that you're sourcing now are going to be used in two and three and four years to support that customer experience so it's about you know it's about developing that partnership um, it's about becoming the program manager of technology and helping the company source technologies whether they're internal or whether it's you know in the cloud whether you're you know sort whether you're doing the work yourself within IT or you are, you know, bringing an outside agency, or, or you know, an implementation partner, or somebody like that. IT should be involved, you know, in that, so they're, you know, they're better positioned to support the customer experience. From
1: where you guys sit, are there good relationships between IT and those outside of IT when it comes to customer experience strategy?
0: I, I would say it's not good enough, and part of it, the reason is because IT has been, you know, some IT departments that we speak to have been, you know, trapped in the more traditional way that IT works. You know, it's that, it's those, you know, long those long development life cycles as as opposed to being a little bit more agile. uh, With some of the things that customer experience needs you to do, the the IT people and the technologists need to be much more agile. It's like a second development life cycle. So hey, we may have this one life cycle for some of our traditional systems like ERP or email, but for web or mobile, we're going to work in a much more agile way so we can be a lot more responsive
2: yeah and you know I, I can I can say this because i'm not an i t guy I think uh, it's important to give the i t guys their their due and we've had a number of cios who've uh, brought us into companies because they see the need for a focus on customer experience uh, in a systematic way much more so than uh, their business partners and and why is that well, a lot of times what they see is all these conflicting requests coming at them from different siloed business units yeah. and and they see that in fact unless these uh, Uh, This customer journey is thought of as an end-to-end process that often crosses different business silos. Uh, that it's going to fail, that it's not going to be optimized for any one silo. So it's literally a, a number of times a CIO who's saying to us, I need help showing to the business why what they're doing does not make sense for the business.
0: It, Harley, when I was in IT, the worst thing, worst part of my job was when I was asked to prioritize between those conflicting reports. I hated to do it. I didn't feel that that was something that I had the knowledge yeah. to do. I wanted somebody else to pri- prioritize for me or work with me to prioritize, and then my team could follow Follow those
1: priorities. So let's build off two of those points you guys just made. One is around this notion of silos and the complexity of business. So, um, you know, part of the, the the issue I'm seeing guys with with customer experience is there are so many things that touch the customer, right? Oh, there yeah. are so many different channels. So from where you all sit, you know, you, whether it's web, mobile, call center, sales reps, support personnel, you name it. Which ones need the most attention? Which ones are the most broken right now in any industries that you guys have, have helped clients in?
2: Oh, God. I mean, it, it, it varies so much from company to company. The, the only thing I can say that would be meaningful is that there are certain things that we see that tend to be broken uh, more places than not. Uh, for, and and there, some of them are just real pedestrian, boring stuff. For instance, bills. Uh, almost everybody presents a bill at some point. And uh, almost every billing process I've seen has got room for improvement and some of them are just fundamentally broken we talked to um, so what, what Harley
1: what's your top three of the, those most broken so billing is one the
2: you know, b- b- I mean, billing billing is a uh, is a big one um, uh, uh, la- lack of first call resolution in the call center is another one because often what's happening is that the problem isn't very well understood. Um, so you can always look to your call center for some insight into what's going wrong in your business. What would I say be the third one? I don't, I don't know. I mean, those. Well, what
1: about websites? I'm just curious. I mean, it's such a you would think a mature discipline right now. Website design. And well, see,
2: this is this is what I what I mean about it. Really, depending. I mean, some companies just have really incredible websites, and they just you know, for instance, if you uh, uh, use the Fidelity website, um, you know, does it have room for improvement? Yeah, it does. But you know. Uh, I have multiple accounts of fidelity, and I'm able to do all kinds of stuff just trivially that you know takes moments and it's great. I wish I could say that about some of the other financial services institutions that I have relationships with. You know, some there's one in particular that I won't name because in general I like them but their website just needs an overhaul because uh, it takes multiple redundant steps to do stuff and I can just feel the brain of the web designer you know he was thinking oh I gotta make sure that the user is sure that they're doing the right thing and <laughs> I'm going why are you asking me this for the third time that I do something wrong this can't be right you know so I'm getting less and less certain and confident and more and more shaky as I'm going along whereas I'm sure the designer thought that he was holding my hand and reassuring me so yeah some you know it, it's just it's totally only different, you know, the difference between a great website and an awful website, though, it makes a huge difference in terms of what you're spending on customer service costs. That's for darn sure.
0: And I know that sometimes even when the customer experience on the website, you know, may appear okay behind the scenes, it's a, it's a real nightmare to maintain. So that's what I see, oh, yeah. tend to see a lot of. Or I tend to see a lot of the mobile websites are man- being managed completely separately from the traditional websites. So there's problems with consistency. There's problems with reusing content and things like that. So that those need overhauls.
1: So it's funny, Steve, you mentioned this notion of behind the scenes. And I know you meant it in the context of maintaining a, a, a beast of a website, but y- Part of the challenge with customer experience and the need to entangle it, guys, my understanding is, let's say I'm that CEO in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Too many times that CEO is just thinking of customer experience as a better, friendlier, nicer touch in the channel, right? But as I understand your book, Outside In, Harley, it spends a lot of time on a, a bigger ecosystem behind just the,
2: init- the the touch point with the clients. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, sure. So um, if, you take a, if you just diagram a customer journey as they – become aware of you and go through the evaluation process, et cetera. And then you look at what is it that they touched, either, you know, your your people, your partners, your websites, your IVR system, your call center agents, whatever. And then you start drawing lines straight down, looking at what are... Behind all of those people, you know, so behind that website is a person who designed that. There's a content management system. There are people who put the content in. You know, behind the call center, there's uh, some kind of a system that's helping the agent manage the relationship. Some kind of a CRM system, etc. And you just keep dr- drawing down and down and down to what's behind all of those customer touches. It's like an iceberg. You know, the, the part that the customer sees is a tiny fraction of all the things that go into that interaction. And so something as simple as a legal policy, you know, one of the examples in the book was something that happened at Charter, where there was, uh, uh, there you know, people would buy, small business customers would buy the software to get installed on uh, the routers that they owned, and the Charter tech would show up and the installation would fail. And long story really short, the reason was because there was a legal policy that prohibited the charter tech from touching the client-owned hardware. All, all they had to do was change the setting on the hardware. Now, did the, did the lawyer know that this policy was preventing the customers from getting the product they bought? They had no idea. They thought they were protecting charter from liability. So once – they did an ecosystem map and figured this out, the customer experience team at Charter. They went to the lawyers. They explained this to them. They said, ah, we never thought that this is what we were doing. We had no idea, and they ripped up the policy. So that's the kind of thing that you have to look for. You know, what is it? Because very often it's, you know, we, we focus on that, that thing that's touching the customer, but it's not that at all. It's the thing behind whatever's touching the customer, a person or some kind of a system. Policies, processes,
1: anti-customer policies Uh, that so many companies have.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, so for instance, you know, we've seen a number of companies that have have, uh, revamped their call center. American Express is a great example. And it wasn't a simple fix. I mean, they literally went in and they changed the nature of what a uh, customer care agent was. It wasn't a phone agent. It's a customer care professional. And they changed the nature of how they compensate them, how they goal them them uh, the nature of how they train them. They, they spend the bulk of their time training them in active listening. And the payoff that they get is not only do they have uh, these uh, care agents who last longer and therefore become more expert because the mm. job is much something that they, they want to do, but also through the active listening, they'll hear people say, oh, yeah, I need X, Y, Z. That may be something that they could get with as a benefit of their Amex card. But they just don't know it because, I mean, you think about your credit card these days, how many benefits come with it, right? And so they hear this, and they suggest, well, do you know that you could do this with your Amex card? People respond really well to that. It raises their satisfaction with the call, and then guess what? It makes them want to use their Amex card more.
0: And that story very nicely demonstrates why you can't confuse customer experience, man- you know, customer experience technologies with customer experience
2: management. Exactly. You know, in this case, uh, things like human resources policies for those uh, care agents made all the difference in the world. Do you think that your HR department, who's dealing with your employees and maybe never seeing a customer, do you think that they're as aware as they could be of how what mm-hmm. they do impacts the customer? I think not. So it's a big, big
1: iceberg, you, uh, I think, nicely put it, Harley Guys, really appreciate your time today. So thanks for uh, joining us. And to all of those uh, of you out there, thanks for listening. I'm Tom Pullman.
0: This has been a Forrester Research Podcast. For more information on how we can help you transform customer experience, go to Forrester.com customerexperience customer experience.